Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board here at The Athletic. We've got a, a first time ever four people on the show for you all at once. This should be fun. Michael Beller, Andrew DeWitt, Dan Santorini to Ari Wasserman talking you through the remaining Bulls that are still ahead of us in college football bowl season. Obviously, the biggest ones still in front of us. We are going to talk through the betting angles of as many of these as we possibly can and hopefully have a little bit of fun and make a little bit of money along the way as we are talking our way through. It so well, I'm just gonna go one by one. Ari Wasserman, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I'm living the dream. Uh, always living the dream because always sleeping would be the dream, and I'm not <laughs> sleeping the dream. So uh, we got a constipated baby and a dad who needs a winner. So let's 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 get this going here. <laughs> constipated baby is like a great name for for a gambler. Like, uh, man, constipated yeah. baby over here. I need I need to hit one. I need to hit just, one. I'm yeah, gonna... <laughs> let's make some money along the way today. <laughs> Uh, Dan Santa Romita, what's up, my friend? I am. Uh, I feel like bowl season has started. Now, not everyone's going to listen to this the day we record it, but December 28th, we got five games today. They're actually theoretically probably going to happen. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably distracted. I got my, my shoulder here. I got a Ari Wasserman uh, special live betting a game here. Uh, what are I, I we got on? Some... Like, hold on. I can let me open my window real quick. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we talking? Are we talking Houston and Auburn here? Yeah, yeah. I got I got Auburn plus four, and they're now up three. So good times. We'll oh, see. I thought of course, I was this is again. To everyone's gonna know in. if I won or lost already by the time they listen to this. But yeah, uh, yeah so, but it's good. so you can I'm, feel I, the you can feel the sweat still while it's happening. Yeah, I feel like bowl season has arrived because you know we're not watching six and six Mac. Sunbelt games, you know? <laughs> Buddy, you know what I would do? I would hit Houston 2-1 to one right now and hope for a middle. But, <laughs> there you I, go. Yeah. I'm in a group chat for betting, and my friend did the exact same thing. I'm like, all right, well, we're fading each other. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you got some time to get in there, Dan. You get in it right now. Andrew DeWitt, what's going on, my friend? Nothing. Live betting terrifies me, so that's that's good. I'm just going to stay away from that game. But Dude, Also, the, the, the delay, they got to figure that out. We got to figure out this delay in streaming and TV and versus live and all that stuff. We got to figure this out quickly you spend There's a lot of money time to be with... made in figuring it out i feel like <laughs> right if someone the first person the first like betting app that figures out getting rid of the any sorts of delay could really make a big jump forward i feel like in terms of users no, what he what, what happens is, is you're you're watching your live betting odds and yeah. they change and abruptly. They try to get it and, in, yeah. And, well, but you you don't know. Like I know what <laughs> happened with something big happened one way yeah. before. Uh-huh. I mean, we're already a minute behind cable as it is. So like sometimes I'll be like looking at the live odds in a game that I'm just tracking, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh well, they scored, and then I like wait <laughs> yeah. f- three and a half minutes and then see what happened. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do often see it update on your app on a, whatever you're using to bet before you see it happen on the TV. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's something to be, that's, that's one of the many things that we can get into on Best on the Board here, guys. But a lot of games to talk about. As I said, we're going to get into, like, the biggest games that are still in front of us here. But you can bring up anything. We, we This is really a free-for-all. Uh, we're, we're trying this out, really just a free-for-all, moving around. We'll hit this game. We'll hit the Rose Bowl. Does Ohio State care? Doesn't really seem like it. We'll hit the Fiesta. We'll hit the semifinals. We're going to get to all of these games, get through them, talk about all the betting angles. If you got to play, throw it out there. We'll debate it around. If you got a, a prop, a total, whatever it might be. We're going to talk about all of these. Um, you guys want to start with the semifinals, or you want to build up to the semifinals? Can I say something? Does anybody yeah. even realize that those games are like in two days? I know. <laughs> like, I, I actually, like, I actually did this it. Has been real, to be honest, the flattest bowl <laughs> yeah. season of all time. Yeah. You want to know why? Because everybody why? in college football wants parity until they get it, <laughs> and then they get parity, <laughs> so, yeah. and then these yeah. games suck, and nobody cares. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. So we're going to have to make some money on them because <laughs> I'm excited to see a group of five team get steamrolled in the, in the semifinal like they were Oklahoma against LSU a few years ago. So. Oh, my God. Well, if then you why don't we... know what side I'm on. <laughs> let's, just, let's start right there. So there we go. We'll just jump right in. We won't even uh, build up to it. We'll just start with uh, what is the Cotton Bowl side of the CFP semifinals, Alabama and Cincinnati. Right now at BetMGM, Alabama 13.5-point favorites, and uh, total is 57.5. I was going to ask this question, so clearly Ari is not going to be someone who wants to make this case. DeWitt, Dan, do either of you want to make a case for Cincinnati in this game? No way. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not talking I was, about winning. I'm talking about just just beating the 13 and a half point spread. No, no. I I think it's an important half point though. If it goes to 14 or 14 and a half, you might be able to sell me on it. But I mean, yeah, I'm with Ari. I think. I mean, look, and I I remember we did the conference title games, and I I had uh, the over in the SC title game, and you guys will have probably means Alabama's going to win. And well, look what happened with Alabama <laughs> in that game. The over was, was huge. Uh, uh-huh. I, I just, yeah, don't bet against Nick Saban on a neutral field with time to prepare with a more talented roster, yada, yada, all those things. More talented. It's number one talent yeah. rankings in the country, <laughs> and Cincinnati is 54. <laughs> so, yeah, more talented. I'll yeah. throw this out there. Why is this line not grown from 13 and a half? When this line came out, I immediately bet it. I was like, Oh, this line's going to like 15, 16, 17. And I was like, I'll just wait until a month from now and I'll see what happens. 92% of the money at BetMGM is on Alabama. Why is this line not moved? That is super fishy, stinky. You know, what, what, like, that's, I'm just trying to think through the process there of like, mm-hmm. why is this line not grown any? Because it hasn't moved well, a half point do. since it opened. You can lay the 14, and then when Cincinnati's up 7 nothing in the second quarter, you can get Bama minus 4.5, and, and then triple it, and then hope to hit both. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's like, the thing that I think is interesting about this game is that, like, Cincinnati, unfortunately, has been dealt the hand where they have to be the one that, like, carries the crown for the entire group of five. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, their responsibility to either legitimize or make us stop talking about whether or not group of five teams belong in the playoff field. And that's kind of a lot to bear. And, like, I think everybody wants this to be a Rudy movie and it feel good, Disney-like <laughs> channel. And it's just like the athletes on Alabama's team are so insanely better than anything that they've seen this year, even better than Notre Dame. And they're at every single position. And, like, I know that Des Ritter's really good and Ford's really good, who's an Alabama transfer, and they've got some dudes on, on Cincinnati's defense, the Thorpe Award winners in their defense. Like, I get it. But this game, like, on the lines, and this is, like, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is a good time to bring up a prop, but, like... Yeah, do it. The, the the games like this are won and lost in the third quarter when Cincinnati's defensive line is gassed and Alabama's offensive line is out-athleticism-ing out athleticism them for three and a half quarters. Like, and then their defensive line... It's just, like, roll them in. So, Des Ritter, I think, uh, prop for passing is 260 and a half. Mm-hmm. I like the under there. I think he averaged 245 a game this year. And it's like, to me, that 260 is like an implication that Alabama's going to get up big early and that he's just going to be throwing the ball all over the place. But like, I think Alabama's going to control the line of scrimmages on both sides of the ball. And I don't think that Cincinnati's going to get to that point. So like, I would take the under in passing yards there as well. Like, I'm like fading Cincinnati in every sense mm-hmm. of the way. So if, if we're feeling this confident about this, is this uh, among the games that are still left? It means not it's just, a loser. Not That's just, what I mean. Is this, is this like, <laughs> is Alabama, is Alabama, I mean, Ari, is Alabama minus 13 and a half your favorite bet among the remaining games? No. I think Georgia's <laughs> going to beat the crap out of Michigan too. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. 
So it's and just I think SEC, that, and like that's S- one New Year's that's Eve one, SEC day, <laughs> and that's one where the line is actually moving the other direction. Like I think people believe like isn't more money on Michigan right now? We yes, sixty eight percent. Sixty eight percent of the money's on Michigan. Sixty eight percent on Michigan. What's the what's the bet split on that? Do it. It was like fifty five, forty five. I have it up right here. Uh, seventy four percent of the bets are on Michigan at. And it's at plus eight right now at BetMGM. So and sixty-eight yeah, percent of the money. Yeah. Uh, let's throw out a little caveat that I know Michigan is a huge BetMGM state, so I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, there's a true. bias yep. in those numbers. <laughs> I wouldn't use those in any useful way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. That's a good oh, point. But- uh, yeah. You explain to me, like Michigan's entire game plan. Like I still can't believe they beat Ohio State, and I lost a uh-huh. lot of money. Uh, like yeah, I remember oh, texting with you during that game. Because I got it live. Like, I didn't bet it before the game because I knew the number was fishy. But, like, I got, like, two to one in the third quarter. And I got mm-hmm. even money in the second quarter. And I still cannot believe, like, how that game played out. Michigan cannot win a football game like that against Georgia. Uh-huh. Like, Cade McNamara, if you go back to the Michigan-Ohio State game, didn't have to make one single throw in that entire game to win that football game. They're not going to be running Hassan Haskins down Georgia's defensive defense's throat. Yep. So like to me, I don't know what the what, what's the the number on the it's forty five and a half. Like I like the half, under yeah. on that too. Like I think yeah. that this is like a twenty four to ten type game. Yeah. Because I think Michigan's defense is also. I mean, they got the best defensive lineman potentially in the country, and the other ones on the other team. So, mm-hmm. um, and I I the one thing I would be a little bit afraid of is I think Georgia is going to be playing a little grab ass with their quarterback, and I wonder what that's going to look like. I just don't see how Michigan scores. 24 points against this defense Dan DeWitt either of you guys like Michigan in this game I, I'm not as confident as Ari I, I do think 24 to 10 really sounds possible like we we've seen like you said I, I think you even said on the show or, or maybe on one of the other like seven podcasts you're on Ari but yeah. uh, the, the the way Georgia sucks the life out of teams I feel like they could easily do that to Michigan where it doesn't feel like they dominate them and then all of a sudden the game is out of reach because the other team just like can't do anything anymore. I am a little concerned. I remember from watching that that Georgia game against Alabama, the way that Alabama beat him. Now, again, Cade McNamara can't do the things Bryce Young did to Georgia's defense. I don't think the receiving core is as dangerous as Alabama's in terms of the, the big explosive plays we saw in that game. But I also feel like I had this lingering thought about Georgia where it's like, you know, who did they actually play who was any good? I mean, the SC East is really not good this year, right? After after Georgia, like, it, do you feel anyone is a legit strong team? Like, Kentucky and, I mean, Florida was a total bust. Mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm a little bit worried, but then obviously Clemson way down. So I was like, I wonder if some of the dominance we saw was, you know, just schedule. And, and Michigan should be the second best team Georgia's played, right? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I like – the under probably better than I like Georgia minus eight. Uh, but yeah, I really, uh, I, I still, let's be real though. Michigan, Michigan is much more like Florida and Kentucky than they are like Alabama. Yeah. 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 But it probably, a like better version, right. George. Yeah. Much better version potentially, but they don't have offense. The type of, uh, offensive firepower that Alabama has, they would take Michigan 10 recruiting classes. to match. <laughs> so like, it's just, can Cade McNamara make a throw? when they need him to make a first down throw in the first quarter, can people get separation is Hassan Haskins going to rush for 200 yards. He had five touchdowns against Ohio state. Ohio state's just a soft team this year, but I don't think Georgia's a soft team. I just don't think it's a very good matchup for Michigan. 
this also is a, I, you can't make a one for one comparison when you're talking about what I'm about to talk about in college versus the NFL, but it is something worth I think pointing out with Georgia that you know, sure maybe it wasn't the strongest SEC East schedule that they've ever faced down over the last decade or so. But I mean, look at these: fifty-six to seven, forty to thirteen, sixty-two yeah. nothing, thirty-seven nothing, thirty-four ten, thirty thirteen, thirty-four seven, forty-three six, forty-one seventeen. They're destroying teams, right? And so we talked about this. About me and Dewitt talked about this a few weeks ago with the Patriots and the win streak they were on before that got snapped. And they were playing a bunch of you know relatively soft teams, but they were beating them all by. 20 or 24 or 17 points. And that's exactly what Georgia did this year too. So I think there's something to be said for the margin of victory that they're putting up against these maybe softer SEC teams than what we've seen in years past, but still SEC teams. What what do you think the spread would have been in the Georgia, Alabama or Georgia, um, Michigan game? If it were November 14th before they lost to Alabama. Honestly, I think about this maybe a little more. Nine and a half. I don't know if it would. I don't know if it pushes up before they lost to Bama. I don't. You think it pushes up to all the way to two touchdowns? I think that our entire viewpoint of the way that Georgia (laughs) plays the game right now is altered by what happened against Alabama. Which, as we all have known, if we've been on Earth for the past ten years, is very (laughs) typical when you play Alabama. I think that we. I was ready to hand Georgia the national championship trophy. Like I would hand deliver it like a month ago. Yeah, and they played Alabama, and it's like now they're the fourth best team in the playoff. Get out of here! They're going to kick Michigan's ass. Yeah, I, I mean, think uh, I I don't know. I think <laughs> I I think it would be great if Michigan won. It'd be you know like new blood parody. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. see Alabama Georgia in the championship. How cool would it be if there was a, an Alabama Michigan or a Cincinnati Michigan championship <laughs> game? I think we all would love yeah. like to see it. But the writing's on the wall here. The two most talented teams in college football are Alabama and Georgia. What do you think the mm-hmm. championship's going to be? I think it's going to be Alabama and Georgia. Anyone think it's yeah. going to not be Alabama and Georgia? The only thing that scares me is just like Kirby Smart, and it's always just a factor that comes into my mind. Kirby Smart in big games. Jim Harbaugh's had a month to prepare. Just, just throwing it out there. Jim Harbaugh in big games, huge track record of success there. <laughs> yeah, no, and I know that everything is different. Because NFC they won Championship the game, game, twenty twelve, whatever year that was. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. And they just beat Ohio State and they won the Big Ten. They finally did it. Uh-huh. But like, if you take the totality of Jim Harbaugh's results yeah. in big games, I think he's like one in yeah. thirteen. <laughs> Two, the NFC Championship game. Oh, if you're giving him the NFL OSU. stats, then yeah. <laughs> he gets a win for every playoff game that year. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That was like three wins. So, okay, boom. so now he's 3-15. and 15. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we got to throw the Super Bowl loss in there Yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's, let, let's, let's, let's stick in the Big Ten for a second. OSU uh, down to a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah in the Rose Bowl. 64 is the total over at BetMGM. Uh, we were joking around before we got going here, and we're just going uh, to throw it out there. Uh, Ari, what were you saying about this game before, uh, before we got I was going? I like, wanted to go if you wanted to like, go around the horn here. And mm-hmm. just like give a rating from one to ten on the give a shit meter of how much you think that Ohio State cares about being at the Rose Bowl this year. Uh, I'm gonna say with two. half their team opting out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say two, three, <laughs> three and a half, four, <laughs> negative five. Really? Oh, you're that? <laughs> it's a failure. Like I know it's. Yeah, I know that true. the Rose Bowl. Beller, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on you a little bit here, but if Wisconsin goes to the Rose Bowl, you're tap dancing. Oh my God, room. are you kidding me? It's the greatest thing that's well, ever I'll, happened. I'll lose to I'll lose to Andy Dalton. I'll lose ten more Rose Bowls to Andy Dalton if it means we're yeah, in the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. <laughs> to 99 of the Big Ten teams is like the most amazing yeah. accomplishment a, a, yeah. a team can have. Ohio State's season was concluded with getting their butts kicked by Michigan. Yeah. Uh, 
not winning the Big Ten championship and now no longer going to the playoff. So it's like it's sunny in, in, in Pasadena. <laughs> I've got a, I've I got s- a, uh, I've got an OSU grad, like Cleveland-born OSU grad friend who lives in Los Angeles and is begrudgingly going to the Rose Bowl because he's just pissed off that they're not in the semis. Yeah, like why? Like who, who wants to watch that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I get it. Like also too. Let's be honest, and like I know sports writers have to be all buttoned up and pretend like things are important, but like I'm not like that. Utah <laughs> yeah. is such a boring opponent. It's like you, yeah, you right? go and play Utah, and it's like you <laughs> lose, you're embarrassed, and if you win, you beat Utah. Like it's not like they're they're <laughs> UCLA, at least facing USC. Oregon or a team yeah. that's at least kind of even remotely sexy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the thing that I would that scares me if I were betting this game, and I'm not going to bet Ohio State. Uh, even though I think that they're immeasurably better in every way. Mm-hmm. Utah is playing in the Super Bowl, and Utah is a physical, tough team yeah. that plays a lot like Michigan did and or does, and Ohio State was too soft to beat Michigan. So, like, to me, that's kind of an alarm. And, like, I think it's kind of funny that the spread fell two and a half points when Olave and Wilson yeah. – uh, opted out like that's like news uh-huh. but also if anybody's been paying attention to ohio state those two aren't even their leading receiver and there's three other five-star prospects two of which were top the top receiver in the recruiting classes like playing in this game one's name is marvin harrison jr and <laughs> they're gonna good, be good like open good like those guys are legitimately really really good and it's gonna be like a coming out party for the young stars that are gonna be on espn's montage in the middle of next year yeah so who do I think is going to win? I don't know because I don't care, and neither does the teams that are in it. And like, I just like don't think I would bet. Like, as tempting as four and a half is, because uh-huh. I do think that Ohio State's got so many better players. Like Utah's a tough team; they're playing in this. This is going to be something that they hang a banner for. And Ohio State's just trying to get back to Columbus without injuring themselves. I I do think there's two things. I mean, you kind of hinted at the the give a shit meter for the other replacement players is maybe more than your negative five. So maybe some of those guys will look to impress and, hey, I'm going to be the new star. You know, yeah. this is my coming out. Yeah, if you, the Rose if you show off for Ryan Day a little bit. Rose Bowl is going to have an impact on their, on their yeah. situation. I mean, especially I, I, when, especially when Ryan Day is coaching the Chicago Bears next year. <laughs> yeah, you <could> get, <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Luke Fickle's <laughs> looking for a new job. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Leave one of the best jobs in college for one of the worst jobs in the NFL. Yeah, that sounds fun. Team him back Honestly, up with Justin I think, Fields. I think a corn dog could coach the Chicago Bears better. So, like, I don't know. Uh, anybody would be an improvement. So, I would, I would think about it if I were Ryan Day. I watch the Chicago Bears play football, and I'm like, do they realize uh-huh. that this isn't even this is organized football? I, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we don't have to go down that tangent. <laughs> no, no, no. We, I, I can uh, spend, uh, Bella I and I can waste 15 minutes Dan on and that. I have, easy. Dan and I have spent a lifetime going down Are you guys Bears that. fans? No, yeah. how uh, could you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I got it for five years. The one thing I will say is beware of the opt-outs because it's very it's very easy to say, well, Ohio State's two best receivers aren't playing. Mm-hmm. Their defensive tackle's not playing. One of their tackles isn't playing. It's just like... They have five star players at every single one of those positions ready to play. Yep. So they're gonna be they're gonna have good players on the field. And four and a half is just not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean it's a I think like it's a good value for Ohio State, yep. but it's hard to project what's gonna happen. Right. Uh DeWitt, OSU minus four and a half uh, against Utah. Who you taking and would you actually bet it? Uh I'll take the under sixty four. I think 
Utah's defense is really good. I think they're tough. Like Ari mentioned, they're they're a tough team. They're gonna they're gonna show up. They're gonna want to keep Ohio State's offense under check if they can for a little while. I think I mean I think Utah's offense is just like they're not very good at all. And I just think that Ohio State's defense, if they you know whoever shows up starts for them that game, they'll they'll show up on defense. They'll keep Utah under on check. And I just think the under is a better bet at sixty four. And I, if I had to lean one way, I'd take Ohio State in four and a half. And I think Ari's going to like end up watching this game because he has nothing better to do. And then he's going to be like texting the group chat, like so angry at Ohio State <laughs> that he didn't bet more when he bet them at like live in the first Well, it quarter. has been Ohio State's MO that in the past, whenever they've yeah. suffered a like terrible loss that yeah. sucks the soul out of the team. Yeah, like a season crushing loss. And they play Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl and win by 700. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just know one thing. I wouldn't be taking four and a half. Like, yeah. I'm just like, if you want to do it, you know, for fun, go ahead. But like, that would be, you might even be right, but it would just be awful to watch. <laughs> like part of, part of gambling is enjoying the game. Like, why yes. would you bet? Yes. Why would you bet that? And like, put yourself Feel through it. the grinder. Yes. The entire Absolutely. Game? Absolutely. That is yes, definitely. Dan, anything you like in this game? Actually to bet. No, I mean, I, I told you guys before the show, I had a free bet and I basically just chucked it on Utah money line. I, if I was a, if it was money, I had to wager myself. I wouldn't have done it. But I was like, ah, there's a chance Ohio State's give a shit is minus five, like Ari said. And, and but you got great you know. value on it because yeah. it happened before the opt outs, and now it's only plus one sixty. Yeah, there you go. So I got like two forty something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. There we go. We'll all be pulling for you for sure. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about a game that I'm actually very interested in this weekend, and it is uh, yes, the yeah, it is, is going to be. The, I just sort of say weekend naturally, but it actually is the weekend this year when these games are being played. Uh, Mississippi and Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Mississippi one point favorites now. Uh, when I was first putting this together yesterday, I mean, probably about 24 hours ago, Baylor was minus one, and now it's flipped over to Mississippi minus one fifty five is the over under on this game. I think this is going to be a fun one. What are we looking at here, guys? Any of you jump in, take it. What are we thinking about this one? I like the under. I think Ole Miss has been a great under team. I know the number's still pretty low, but I, I still think it's a good under. Baylor is not a high-tempo, high-scoring team. We saw that in the Big 12 title game. Uh, Ole Miss is actually, believe it or not, despite having the reputation of a shootout team in the beginning of the year, uh, usually is under this number, believe it or not, uh, or around it at the very least. And you throw in Baylor, a team that's not going to run with them if it ever turns into a shootout. Uh, yeah, I like the under. Picking a side in this one seems, you know, especially if it's a low-scoring game, it seems a little more volatile to me. Yeah, just jumping on that, Ole Miss hasn't scored more than 31 points since October. So we were yeah. talking about how that uh-huh. offense was like a super uh-huh. shootout team, and they just haven't been that team lately. And I just I love Baylor's you know run game. They're going to pound the ball and try and keep it away, and just how they won against Oklahoma State. So I think I like the under here too. They're not going to push the tempo at all. Ole Miss may try and push the tempo a little in the second half. They're trailing, but I, I like the under here too. Yeah, anything we read into with the flip two point flip two point swing in twenty four hours from Baylor minus one to Mississippi minus one. I don't really know. I don't think there's anything. Is I, it like, I mean, does it make any less of a difference that it's just kind of like the same exact thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. It doesn't. Like that like that two-point shift it, is like less important to me than other two-point shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure. For yeah. sure. But it still it still happened. Is all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so a one-point spread either way basically is a money line bet. That is definitely true. So I mean, it just it'd be interesting to see where how the money was lining up. 
on either side, how the money, how the bets were lining up, and if that is what's pushing these numbers in the direction uh, that they're going in. I don't know. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be. Uh, you know, a one point spread would suggest this. I think this is going to be one of the more competitive games of New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend that we get here. And obviously, I think we would expect that with a one point spread. I also feel it's got like a little bit less excitement to it. Maybe even just from what we're talking about too, our energy <laughs> level dipped. Yeah. But but I mean, obviously, the the one that we're probably not going to talk about is the. Pittsburgh, Michigan State, because the marquee players aren't playing as far as yeah. New Year's Six games. Uh, but, but like, just among the the other New Year's Six games, like Ohio State, Utah is just such a weird matchup, you know, because they're telling the team that doesn't care versus the team that wants to be there so badly. Uh, and then you get this. The, the Pittsburgh, Michigan State thing you just mentioned is hilarious because the best <laughs> player on both teams is out. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like, okay. So it's now it's like a Music City Bowl or something. Yeah. Yeah. How could you bet Pittsburgh? Without Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah, I know. Michigan I State, know, two and a half Michigan point. State without. I, I know, <laughs> but, like, but like, I mean, it's it's he's, he's their quarterback. He's their Heisman candidate quarterback. How do you possibly bet them even getting two and a half points, which is what we're looking at? Whenever Michigan I watch State Michigan State, even when they were in the top five, I feel like I'm watching a, a game in slow motion. Yeah. Oh well, the, I mean, they like they were like they were athletic. sort of like. You, when you were watching Michigan State when they were in the top five, it was similar when you were watching Iowa when they were winning games where it was just like. No matter what, you knew that there were losses coming. You knew there were like losses, multiple coming their way. Yeah, I just feel like Michigan State should be in the Big Ten West. What is that supposed to mean? It means that the Big Ten West <laughs> is slower and more boring. Like what? Are you, that's exactly what it means. Like Michigan State, Wisconsin, uh, they should yeah. they should group the Big Ten based on yeah. like style. The big the Big Ten slow. It's just like the <laughs> the slow division and the athletic division. The problem, is although there would only the be three ten, teams yeah, in the yeah, athletic exactly. division, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, Ohio State would have would be by themselves, and then like Michigan and Penn State would be in a in a division together, and then everyone else. I just feel like Michigan State, Wisconsin, or in Wisconsin, uh, you know, Northwestern, like all these teams are just so similar to me. <laughs> I don't know if that's like insulting or not. But. I, I mean, when you put Northwestern in there, it is a little bit. Well, insulting. no, Northwestern, the team has been in the Big Ten championship game like three out of the last five years. That Northwestern? I mean, uh, good Northwestern, not Northwestern this year, but like <laughs> peaking Northwestern is like yeah. slow, but hits you really hard and uh, might beat you with 19 points. Yeah. Trevor Simeon Northwestern. Yeah, that Northwestern. <laughs> You're very yeah. familiar with that Northwestern. Don't, don't play dumb with me. Hey, Trevor Simeon started four NFL, honest to goodness, real life NFL games this season. That's a statement on the NFL more than him. It's funny, like that. This what I wanted to bring this up to. I know this was only supposed to be a twenty minute podcast, but I'm a motor no. mouth. Yeah, keep going. Ian Book starting an NFL game, yeah, a real my life buddy, NFL game. My buddy, uh, it was hilarious because he sent me a text. He goes, "Dude, I know it's his first start, but I'm gonna hit." Ian Book plus 230 to not throw a pick. And he threw a pick six. And that was the game. That was effectively the game right there. Yeah, I had the Dolphins, so I felt good about it. Yeah, but like, I too. do think it is remarkable how many crappy quarterbacks get to start a game in that league. Like when oh you think about God. how how hard it would be to be one of the top thirty quarterbacks on the face of the earth, uh-huh. like the riffraff that <laughs> ends up starting at some point. Like the Browns like, had Nick Mullins; those guys had like twenty career starts. They almost Why? won a game. How? They, almost, they pulled Nick Mullins off the street and almost won a game. I understand. How does that guy have twenty <laughs> starts? That's yeah. a whole season. 
Yeah, Josh 49ers. Johnson. He almost he yeah. threw for like 300 yards on Sunday. Didn't even know that. How many people properly. are getting cut in the middle of the year <laughs> by the team that they're on and then getting uh-huh. signed and starting somewhere else and throwing for 300 yards? <laughs> yeah. That I mean, league is the, bonkers, dude. Look at just the Saints this year, who they've started. They've started Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book. No, but Taysom have Hill all started has, like, games. has like a max contract, and he can't even yeah. throw a 10-yard out route. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's un- unbelievable. Somebody unbelievable. gave that person a contract to be a quarterback in the league for multiple years. Well, gave him a con- contract to be like a tight end slash emergency quarterback slash running oh, I back. The contract slash... was, I thought the contract was very <laughs> uh, competitive to other quarterback deals. Well, it was it was I mean it was ridiculous, and I forget exactly how the how the language is in it and how everything is structured. But it's if he plays be quarterback the most only, ridiculous. it's all like yeah. incentivized towards the quarterback. If he doesn't play quarterback, yeah. he gets paid like like he's a he's a backup tight end basically, uh-huh. like but he's a been Cordell Stewart quarterback. We're <laughs> <laughs> trying to uh, okay. I don't know. I just like, I don't. I, sometimes I turn on an NFL game and I'll see a spread move. I'm like, who's playing quarterback? And it's like obscure guy who was the fourth best player in the Big Ten 19 years ago is starting tonight. Okay. Uh, Craig Krenzel, get him back in oh, there. God. Let's do it. When's Trace McSorley making an NFL start next weekend? Uh, you guys want to talk about the Fiesta Bowl? Sure. Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Do you want to talk about how they're giving away PlayStation Fives at the as the bowl gift? Are they, and for how the, awesome really? that is. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Wait, wait. Wow. Is that like even a good gift now that with the new like rules? Because players are just getting cash now. So would you rather just have cash? You gotta be able to find a PS5. I, mean, I gotta be honest. Good you gift. Cash, oh, isn't, true. Good cash isn't worth enough to get a PS5 right now. Oh my god. What do we think? And Notre Dame's two and a half point favorites. Forty-five and a half is the total. Anyone have a strong feeling on this game? I do think that Notre Dame. For their give a shit meter is probably pretty high right now. It's got to be like a ten out of ten. I always it? use the Rudy the Rudy uh, comparison whenever I'm talking about enthusiasm. But it's like this yeah. is actually Notre Dame and uh-huh. their coach. Like everybody on that team feels the, like Rudy right now. Yeah, right. The jilted lovers in Notre Dame. Let's. I mean, Oklahoma State's a really good football team, though. Um, yeah. I think I think this game comes down to like Oklahoma State. Do they give a shit because they blew their chance to get in the playoff or? Do they just not give a shit because they blew it and they just want to get out of there? Like but there's a difference. There's a difference, though. There's yeah. some teams that expect to be in the playoff, uh-huh. and if they don't, their season's a failure. And there are other teams who play up to playoff contention, but just because they didn't make it doesn't mean that they don't care about their – like Oklahoma State, if you would have told their fans, mm-hmm. we're playing in the Fiesta Bowl in September, they'd be like, hell yeah. Against you know what I mean? Name. So, like, like, I think that, that, that that's certainly something to take into account, but – like I've never. This seen is still a like team. the second biggest game everyone on this team has played in their lives behind the Big Twelve championship game. Seen yeah. a team more happy to rally around their coach, and like at Notre the college Dame. level, yeah. I think that that's that that matters a little bit. Oh, I totally agree. They just with you. hated Brian Kelly. Like, did everyone just hate Brian Kelly? Like, he was He's, just nobody likes him. He's not a likable <laughs> person. Like, the rest of the entire like you would think like, oh my god, how did Notre Dame lose their coach? It's like, oh well, the entire team is ecstatic, and they just hired the guy that was. <laughs> And and then not a single assistant from Notre Dame went to LSU with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that says that says everything you need to know um, about about that coaching switch for sure. Um, I, I like Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame in this game. I really do. I think that uh, I think they're a slightly better team that is slightly more motivated in this matchup. And Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator took another job, and he mm-hmm. was like the best defensive coordinator in college football this yeah. year, or one of them. Yep. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this one. Anyone else got a strong feeling about this game? I'd lean Oklahoma State, but honestly, it's because I looked at our expert picks, and everyone, almost everyone went with Notre Dame, so I'm just 
I'm just going against the trend. <laughs> Ever the contrarian. Then I'm yeah. on Oklahoma State too. Then. <laughs> um, all right, let's get a, let's get some more in here. Ari, uh, any uh, other games that we've got coming up? Any other game that you want to talk about? What Dan, is it? I want you to talk about your game, the oh. Purdue Tennessee game. Yeah, because the oh, two yeah. best players on Purdue's roster is not playing at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh-huh. George Karloftis is out, and, like, David Bell's not playing. Yeah, like, can uh-huh. anybody name anybody else on their team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love this Tennessee play. I think it only moved. It moved a point. Yeah, it didn't move a lot. Uh, so I, I think it's still a pretty good number. Uh, of course, this is one of those things. I think I got it. At, it's, it's minus six. I think I got it at five, five and a half, which barely matters at that point. But, yeah, but yeah no, I think Tennessee. Now, I've been a, a pretty big fan of Tennessee this year since I saw them uh, just atomized Missouri in like 20 minutes of football. It was like 42 to mm-hmm. nothing or something. And, you know, I think they played the best game Georgia's seen until Alabama, which maybe not the highest bar, as you mentioned, they blew everyone away. But I, I think Tennessee is actually a pretty good team. Uh, new coach, so maybe the slow start they had this year kind of explains it. I think they've been playing better. And, yeah, who does Purdue have? David Bell is so good. Like, if he's on Ohio State, we're talking about him in the same tier as Olave and these guys, but he's on Purdue. And he's put up some just monster games uh, in their upsets this year. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they beat a good team without him. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a strong call for sure. I'm with you. Yeah. Does anyone care about – and I'm talking about the teams. I'm not talking about us. Uh, Oklahoma and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. What's the give-a-shit combined meter in this game? I feel like Oregon should be higher, but yeah. I mean, both have coaching changes, so I think that kind of makes it different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, fan give a shit meter is probably negative five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the flattest bowl season I can remember. I don't know if it's because of all the coaching changes or because the playoff matchups aren't sexy, mm-hmm. or because COVID is canceling every other game. But like mm-hmm. this season, it's just like there's five games on the day that we're recording this on Tuesday, and I don't even know who's playing. Yeah. And I cover the sport for a living. <laughs> Minnesota's playing later today. You can catch that game. Oh. I'm taking West Virginia. <laughs> you, you lost me a Big Ten team. <laughs> um, you uh, you should have taken the not to rub it in here, but Uh-oh. the uh, Houston two to one hit. Yeah, Uh-oh. push. I pushed it. Which, then you oh pushed well. the other way. You would have. You would have nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm a gambling god, but like <laughs> I'm a gambling god. <laughs> I saying. am a gambling god. You're like uh, uh, Billy Crudup. I'll bet on, the, on anything on the roof if it's two to one. Famous. By the way, just so you know, like if it's two to one, I'm in. Like when you're like I'm looking at the live numbers right now, I like opened a new tab. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan two to one straight up against Georgia. I take that. <laughs> There it is. That's how quickly it flips. I'm uh, I'm a big value shopper. Uh, I'll buy something. Value, on, I'm the type is of there value in something, something you think can't happen? Uh, I'll buy something in the mall if it's on sale that I don't want. <laughs> yeah, you're getting three copies of Time Cap for nine ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of guy. Uh, Cincinnati against Alabama, two to one. No. <laughs> too Don't be no. crazy. It's not two to. I mean, it is two to one. What is the? What are the odds? No, it's it's got it. It's three to one or four to one. It's got yeah. It's got to be like four. About four. Yeah, four to one. Yeah. Nope. Right. Uh, I like. I yeah. Like to oh, make exactly. Bets, exactly. Plus four hundred. Cincinnati plus four hundred. Michigan's plus two forty. Are you? So if you're willing to take plus two hundred, plus two forty right now at MGM. You know, I'm the. You know what my my problem is, and Andrew said he was terrified of this. If he saw my balance sheet, I think his head would explode. <laughs> but if I see a team 
that is like Michigan is two to one mm-hmm. right now. Like my thought process is they're going to probably give up a touchdown early and I'm going to be able to get four to one. Like I, <laughs> I always feel like I can out like uh-huh. every single college game. If you're leaning towards a side, if you're patient enough and you commit to that side at some point during the game, whether it's the third quarter or five minutes mm-hmm. into the game, you will be mm-hmm. able to get a better number or better odds. Yep. That's, I feel like that's, you're probably actually right about that in like 95% of the time. It's like, maybe not so much like, and like, it sucks if you miss, if a team that you liked blows out the other team and it was never close. Uh-huh. But that's that happens really so not. rarely yeah. that it's yeah. worth the peril of that, you know? And it's like, if you are like me, who just sits with his shirt off in front of the television <laughs> and with his gambling app open, yeah. like, and uh-huh. you have the patience for it, like, Dan, I used to message him all the time. Like, I like this game, but I'm not touching it. And then in the middle of the second quarter, I get three to one on the same bet. <laughs> uh, I'm a full convert. I was, I was telling you, I was going to say to Andrew, like, you're, you're afraid of live betting. You spend enough time with Ari, you'll be a full convert, man. It's- <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the secret about live betting, because I've, I, I've caught a falling knife with my bare hands a lot. <laughs> and, like, if you like something and you convince yourself you like the side, it's like buying a stock as it keeps going yeah. down. You got to put yourself at a cutoff somewhere. Yeah, yeah. My idea is I like this side. I'm sticking with the side no matter what because in my head I bet it already. And then I find the spot that I want and I only get one shot at it. So if I hit it, then I'm not going to hit it again if it gets better. Better uh-huh. odds. Um, sometimes that causes me to wait till the third quarter and I'm like <laughs> watching the entire game waiting for my spot and then it doesn't come till there's like nine minutes left and then it's weird. But there's always a better spot. Mm. Always. What's the live bet game of the week? Um, I think Alabama is the live game bet of the week. That, yeah. Uh-huh. I think 14's a lot, and maybe the line. Like I'm with Andrew a little bit when lines don't move when they should. It's weird. Yeah. But like if Cincinnati scores a weird touchdown in the beginning of the game, and like Alabama goes out to be like minus eight or minus uh-huh. seven, it's like all right, boys, let's bring the troops in. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and I also you- I also don't feel bad. I don't feel as bad when I lose long shot bets as I do pregame bets. Yeah, sure. Georgia Michigan could be a fun live bet. Yeah, you, like Georgia's going to go up seven like nothing, Georgia. and then Michigan will be like four and a half to one. Mm-hmm. It's fine either way. You can talk yourself into either way. It's a decent middle opportunity. Sometimes I'm think it's sick good. enough to you, go into a game not knowing what I like and just saying I'm going <laughs> to bet the value on whoever scores you, first. Yeah, right. I mean, if you like, if you like, if you think it is going to be that low scoring of a game, and you like the under. There's going to be some middle opportunities for sure in Georgia, Michigan, early. Early. That's the other thing with me too. Yeah. I also never can just be satisfied with a win. <laughs> like I bet the Cowboys game on Sunday night, and yeah. the second it was twenty-one nothing, I took the Washington football team plus twenty-eight and a half, and I was like, "This is there's no way I'm not hitting the middle on this thing." <laughs> and then it was like, I woke, yeah. I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and it was like a, yeah. it was like Rutgers 40, Ohio State on the TV. Forty-two to seven, it was. <laughs> yeah. It would, I mean, that had that feeling. It totally yeah. had that feeling that Rutgers Ohio State, Ohio State Maryland sort of feeling to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also feel like with live betting, I don't know if you've noticed this too, Ari, but like. You know, we talked about props, like how that was a big thing where a lot of people did well on props and they took away more juice, basically. I feel like live betting is that that better's edge right now because I've I've watched that, especially when you go into a timeout, like when they're when you're mm-hmm. not behind the delay or whatever, and everyone can jump in and bet for like a minute or two. 
and you'll see the line jump around. And if you can get like a three-point range when no game action is happening because mm-hmm. the algorithm is reacting to how people are betting, like you can get a pretty significant edge without anything changing in the game. And as we know, like two or three points without anything, any game state changing is a big deal. I feel like there are moments when you can kind of game the algorithm and get a better number. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that would change over when time. It comes up, when it comes up, it's like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And then you mm. try to bet it, it and goes it goes away. off the board before you can get it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, live betting to me is just like if you're always constantly betting plus odds, gambling is easier to me. Like to stomach. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like it's totally like different. Beller's plays are always like minus 175 on my site. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to move yeah, to a Alvin Kamara's going to have over three and a half receptions in this game, minus six, minus six fifty. <laughs> you got to move to a state where you can get to the real world, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I kind of <laughs> like not having to front the money up first, and there's another alley into my sick mind. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, you guys man. are losers for having to put the money in first. Uh, I got somebody I, I texting mean, me, "Where's my you money?" Are, you, it does already feel like you're sort of at a loss when once you've done that, and like you have to. Yeah, once your money's out of your checking account, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Right. And then it's just in there. I like to Oof. say I'm not paying unless I lose. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, guys. I think that's going to be it for this episode. <laughs> we were supposed to go like 20 minutes. We ended up going 42 and counting. So I think we're going to call it an episode. Uh, we had fun doing it. You heard the laugh. I hope you had fun listening to it as well. Ferrari Wasserman, Dan Santa Ramita, Andrew DeWitt. I am Michael Beller. Thanks so much for joining us here on Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. Good luck this entire week as always. We say happy betting. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.